If you have a Bible today, let's look at the book of Colossians or up on the screen, Colossians chapter 1, verses 1 through 14. These are verses of Scripture that I'm praying over you every single day. These are verses of Scripture that are like a theme to me going through the entire year. Plus, beginning in verse 9 to verse 14, actually are prayers of Scripture promises that you can pray over yourself as well as all of us. Notice what it says here in Colossians chapter 1, verses uh uh, Colossians 1 1. It says, Paul, by the apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to the saints and the faithful brethren in Jesus who are at Metroplex Family Church. Notice that. He says, Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Notice verse 3. We give thanks to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you since we've heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints or God's people. Verse number 5. It says, Because of the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, of which we heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel, which has come to you as it is to all the world and is bringing forth fruit and also among you since the day you heard it and know the grace of God in truth. Notice verse seven. It says, "If you, as, as you have learned from Pastor Brian Jacobs, <laughs> I'm in the Bible, how about that? Notice what it says again, as you have learned from Pastor Brian Jacobs, notice what he calls me, a dear fellow servant, a faithful minister in Jesus Christ. I'm so thankful. And, and, and on your behalf, who has declared to us your love in the Spirit. Here we go, verse number nine. For this reason also, this is what specifically I'm praying over you, and I'd really encourage you to take verses nine through 14. There's a lot of truth here, but take these verses and really put them to your life. I'm telling you what, they're powerful promises. These are not just promises that God is just putting in there just to have words. These are actual things that have been given to us in Jesus Christ. Notice what it says. For this reason also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and ask that you would be filled, notice that, with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. First of all, we can know our will or know the word of God, the will of God, and we can have spiritual understanding. Verse number 10, that you would walk worthy of the Lord. We can do that. So many times people are beaten down thinking they can't. But notice what it says right here in verse 10. It says, fully pleasing to him. You can fully please him with your life. Don't let Satan or any mistake tell you that you can't. Being fruitful in every good work, which is what we're doing here at Metroplex Family Church, increasing in the knowledge of God. That's what our entire E4 focus is all about, to increase in understanding who we are in the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse number 11. It says, strengthen with all might according to his glorious power for all patience and long-suffering or consistency with what? Notice the phrase there, joy. Verse number 12, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified of us. Everybody say qualified. Qualified's past tense. You're qualified in the fact that Jesus made you qualified and he's given you what? An inheritance in the saints in the light as it says in verse number 12. And notice verse 13, another powerful promise. Again, this is packed full, but these promises are for you and I. Verse number 13 says, who has, past tense again, delivered us from the power of darkness, and it says conveyed in the New King James. Actually, the word is transferred. He's transferred us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. We're actually already in the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ here on this earth, even though that kingdom will be coming eventually at the end of time. But Notice what it says here in verse number 14, finally. In whom we have redemption or freedom 
through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. All of these things that we can pray as we go back to verse number nine. Again, notice what it says here. For this reason, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you. I encourage you strongly. You can get up and you can have your prayer list. You need to have your prayer list. You can do these things. But these prayers based on the word of God are powerful. And if we pray them together, we'll see the same results together. And that's what I want to see in 2023 in Jesus name. Let's turn to Philippians chapter 3. Last week I started this. I want to continue on. Philippians chapter 3. This is the Apostle Paul. He gives three words here that I want to bring to your attention. Philippians chapter 3 and uh, notice what it says here in verse number uh, Philippians 3 verse 12. Philippians 3 12. It says, not that I've already obtained or have already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that which Jesus Christ has laid hold for me. Like I was just saying, Jesus has already done something for you and I, and our mission in life is to discover and to apply what he's done for you and I and receive it. Notice what it says in verse 13. And again, this is where Paul was in his life, and I believe it's so powerful for you and I to understand that we can have the same mindset or same attitude. I do not count myself to have apprehended or arrived, but notice what he says. Look at this, but this one thing, everybody say one thing. Paul was a man of simplicity. He says, this one thing I do, now watch this, forgetting those things which are behind, notice this, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. So notice what Paul's doing. He's, he's, he's saying simply this, I'm forgetting those things which are behind me and I'm reaching forward to those things which are ahead of me. And then he continues to say in verse number 14, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. So I found in this, this, this particular verses of Scripture, I found three words, and I brought to you last week, and I'll continue on this week. Three words are for concerning if you want to have vision, if you want to see clearly into 2023 and into the new year and have a new beginning, you've got to do these three things, as he said. First of all, you have got to forget, you've got to forgive, and you've got to focus forward. It's real simple. You've got to forget, forgive, and focus forward. Let's all say it together. Say forget, forgive, and focus forward. The first one, as we talked about, just quickly, forget means to simply to move forward in life. You must look past your failures and not look backwards. You can't, I love this saying, I have to repeat it because it's something that's dear to my heart, something that, again, I may coin a book after in the future. I don't know, but I like it. You can't drive through life looking through the rearview mirror. You just simply can't do it. You've got to let the past go and you've got to move forward. So many times, the Satan and our failures or disappointments, we let those things define us and we live in the past. Listen, there's no one in this building or no one watching more attuned to remembering dates, times, and things like me. I remember things down to the specificness. I mean, I'm just that type of person, that type of personality. Maybe that's you too, but I'm telling you what, you've got to get to that place in the Lord, but you've got to let it go. You've got to forget. You've got to release it. And you say, well, Pastor Brian, there were good things. Please remember the good things. All, all by, all, by all means, do remember the good, but there also comes to a place where you've got to let go of the bad and not say those things and rehearse those things and live in the in the failure of that because in my opinion God created the delete button and when he deletes something, when he forgives something, it's forgiven, it's forgotten. So why should you rehearse it? The second thing we talked about is, of course, forgive. And forgiveness is not an option. We cannot hold people in bondage nor ourselves. Listen to this. We need to enable grace by extending grace. You said, Pastor Brian, you just don't know what that person's done to be. I understand that. But when you forgive them, you're forgiving yourself. And when you forgive them, there's also release in your life. Unforgiveness 
unforgiveness will destroy you emotionally. And you have to be sensitive to the fact if you hold on to those things, if you don't forget, if you don't forgive, you can never focus forward. And that's what Satan wants us to do. He wants us to get into a trap. How many people go into a new year, into a new beginning, and all of a sudden they're just sort of faltering out by the end of the first month? Why? Because they're not releasing the past and they're not focusing forward. Well, what do you mean by focusing forward? Let's turn over the book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 12. Let's look at Jesus, our model and example. Hebrews chapter 12, here he was at the end of his life, or this is what he did uh, to get to the progression of the end of his life. It says here in Hebrews 12, 1, it says this, therefore we're also surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight, and what could, what could be a weight in our life? unforgiveness, holding on to the past, not moving forward, not releasing those things. And what does it say? Let us lay aside every weight and these sins which so easily ensnare us. Is, is, is unforgiveness a sin? Absolutely. We're to forgive. We're to release and to let go. If you hold that in, I'm telling you what, you're poisoning yourself. And Jesus said very clearly, if you don't forgive, you'll never be forgiven. Notice what it says in verse number 12 at the end of that verse. It says, let us run with rage. Let us run with endurance the race. Everybody say race. Notice that phrase there. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. How many feel like life moves fast? I'm from Talladega, Alabama. I was just there this week, drove by the racetrack. I'm telling you what, I've been to that racetrack many times, and the only way for you to stay on that racetrack is you've got to go a certain speed around that racetrack, because if you don't, the gravity will take you down. And life is a race, and sometimes we say, man, time's moving fast. It is moving fast, and it seems like it's accelerating, and it seems like it is a race, but notice what it says. Let us run with endurance. The race is set before us, and notice this in verse number two. Watch this now. You're running this race, you're running fast. Here's the key. Looking unto who? Come on now. Looking unto who? Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith, or faith, or the one who helps you through this race of life. Notice what it says. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Looking unto him. I mean, life is fast. Life can be this and life can be that. But when we're looking to him and saying, you're the author, you're the finisher of my faith or my faith in my own life, then when you say that to the Lord, you're giving him place and preeminence or giving him the ability, if you allow me to say this, to be the Lord over your life. And when you're trying to do it within yourself, ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you what, it's a hard life to live when you try to live within the framework of your own abilities. That's why I choose to forgive. I choose to forget, and I choose to focus forward in Him because, listen, there is nothing you can do about yesterdays other than give it to the Lord. I mean, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Give it to Him. I mean, Satan wants to get you living in yesterdays, get you living in some of these things that are, as they say, petty and insignificant, and not focusing forward on what? Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith. Finishing your life. So many people, it, it amazes me, so many people, especially my age right now, I had several people in this last month pass away are the same age as I am. And I'm thinking, man, I'm just, I'm about to be 60 years old. I am so excited about being 60 years old. I mean, it's, it's like to me this heroic thing to get to 60. Uh, you say, Pastor Brian, you're, you're getting to middle age and all that. Man, it's awesome. Senior discounts are awesome. <laughs> no, seriously. 
Nah, no, nah, seriously. It's the fact that I'm excited about moving forward with my life. And I'm going to show you how you can do that. Philippians chapter 1, Philippians chapter 1. If you don't have a sense of expectancy about you, then you are living in the past. Hello? Watch this. Philippians chapter 1. The Apostle Paul had this. And he was a man who had to endure life. He had to endure affliction. He went from being a terrorist of his day to being a man of God. Notice what it says here in Philippians chapter 1, verse 19. Look at this person who lived life with expectation in the Lord. Now, I'm not talking about in yourself, in the Lord. Philippians chapter 1, notice what it says in verse number 19. Watch this. Now, this is powerful. He says, for I know this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. That means he's depending on you and I to do our part based on the Colossians prayer, right? But notice what he says here. I know this situation will turn. Notice this. I know this situation will have a breakthrough because of prayer, because of putting the Lord first, because of the supply of God through Jesus Christ. I know that this situation will get better because my faith is in the finisher of whose life my life belongs to. Notice the next verse. Watch this. Verse number 20. He says, according to my earnest expectation, watch this, and hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed. This is where a lot of believers lay it down. Bless their hearts, their words, their attitudes. They're living in the past. They lay down their expectation. They give up their hope. Listen, if you're hoping in yourself, I totally understand. But if your hope is in the Lord, then life has to get better. Now, again, I know that you say, well, Pastor Brian, I want peace in America. I want peace here. I want this. I want that. I understand. But sometimes life is more important than what you have. It's a, life to me is who you are. Your identity in the Lord is more precious than what you have. Do you hear me? Things are good to have. Accomplishments are awesome. I'm not belittling that, but having an expectation and hope that in nothing shall I be ashamed with all boldness as now, as always, Jesus Christ will be magnified in my body, whether it be life or death. I'm telling you, that's the place that I am, that God through Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit will be magnified in my life. My words, my actions, my attitude, the things I do, things that are eternal. I'm not looking for temporal things. I'm looking for eternal things. Things that are temporary are temporary. Things that are eternal are eternal. And when you focus on the eternal, when you focus on what the Apostle Paul said here, my earnest expectation and hope is in the Lord that I shall not be ashamed, but with boldness I will put my faith in Jesus Christ. I will let the Lord be magnified in my body, whether it's this life or the next. I'm telling you, when a person dies, their life doesn't end as far as their legacy, does it not? I mean, look at Abraham Lincoln. He died a certain way. He is more famous now than he's ever been. And others who've walked this life. You know, this life is not the only life there is. Yes, I was at the cemetery the other day. Actually, my dad's where my dad was buried. And I was looking at people around my dad, actually a friend of mine that I actually went to school with who died prematurely. Uh, right, right near my dad and his family. And I'm, look, I'm thinking, look at the dates there. They started here and they ended there. And then the little thing in the middle is, you know, what they lived their life. But, you know, that doesn't mean that their life is over with. There's a legacy. I mean, Pastor Harold Nichols has gone on to be with the Lord a long time ago, my pastor, but his legacy still continues in this church because he helped start this church. When you get involved in advancing the kingdom of God, that's the beautiful thing about living a life with legacy and living a life of purpose. It's not just what you're doing now. It can perpetuate itself. I was in Silicaga recently. Uh, 
just visiting there, and uh, Sheila and them were staying actually in the hotel there in Sylacauga, and I actually went by another cemetery to see my family, and I was, I was driving. This was right at night. It was so beautiful. These, these, the, it was just serene there in Sylacauga. This is where I was born. I was born in Sylacauga, Alabama, the home of Gomer Powell, born in the same hospital as him, Shazam. <laughs> so that's where I'm from. Anyway, I was just over there. Actually, I was over there near the cemetery, and my cousin who passed away 31 years ago, I was actually there, believe it or not, at the very same moment that he had passed away 31 years ago. At the very same moment, I'm right there at the cemetery. I drove right past it, went up into the cemetery, and just went to his grave and thinking, wow, look where my life is today compared to 31 years ago and when he passed away as a young man. And I'm thinking about, you know, my life, my legacy, and I was thinking about a lot of things. And the Lord clearly put something on my heart that uh, some words that he spoke to me about, and I'm not going to share them all because they were personal as far as my own life, but there was the third one that he shared to me, and that was focus on what matters. Focus on what matters. Some things in life just simply doesn't matter. And when you focus on that, that's fine. But, you know, if you want to focus on eternal things and the things of the Lord, that's what's going to matter. And that's what impacts life the most. And that's what the Apostle Paul did. He focused on the eternal things. And he had an expectation that God would turn things around in his life regardless of what he was seeing. Now, listen, there's nothing wrong with believing the best for America and other things. And, and we need to, you know, vote. We need to do our things as far as society and be a part of this great nation because God did call America. But, you know, what happens in Washington, D.C. is what happens in Washington, D.C. And there's just some things you can't control other than praying and doing your part. You've got to give it over to the Lord. And there comes a place when your own life to say, you know what, I'm going to focus on what matters, what truly matters as far as advancing the kingdom of God. And I know as I seek him, that's what matters most in my life. For you men, you listen to me clearly. A man's supposed to be a man of God. A man of God means simply this, a man who puts the Lord first place in his life. And when you put him first place in your life, I promise you everything will line itself up in your life. And for women, it's the same thing. To, do, to seek first to be that woman of God that you're called to be. There's no more beautiful thing, in my opinion, than a human being seeking first the kingdom of God and giving him what life is dealing with you. And that's what the Apostle Paul did. And, and listen, I know a lot of you laugh and think, you know, Pastor Brian, you always talk about that phrase, the older you get, the better you get. You know how you could get older as you get, as you get older, you get better. Well, actually, I found that in the Bible. <laughs> Okay, Look, turn to Romans chapter 4. I've actually found it's something I've read before, but actually this is something the Holy Spirit put clearly on my heart. Romans chapter 4, verse 19. This is Abraham. Now, this is, this is Abraham at 100 years old. Everybody say 100 years old. Nobody in our church family is 100 yet, but please get to that place as time moves on. And moves on. But watch this. Now, please, I wouldn't suggest this at 100 years old, but you can do whatever the Lord leads you. He was trying to have a child in 100 years old. Okay, now watch this. It says, not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body. Now, that's pretty good, is it not? He did not look at his body. What did he do? He did not look at Sarah and her body since he was 100 years old or the deadness of, Sarah womb, or deadness of Sarah's womb. Verse number 20. Watch this. He said he didn't waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but he was strong in faith. Everybody say strong in faith. 
Strong in faith, what? Giving glory to God. What does that mean, Pastor Brian? That means I got my faith in Him. I've got my faith and trust in Him. I don't understand everything that's before me right now, but I am strong in believing that what God has promised, God will do. I am strong in believing that this situation is going to turn around. I can't get this other person to maybe cooperate, and they may be doing things out of the will of God, but I'm just going to give them to the Lord because you know what? Let God deal with people. God knows how to turn a situation around, turn people around far quicker than you and I can. And when we give it to him and refuse to be controlled by the actions of others, then we start giving glory to God because he is doing great things beyond our own situation. That's a, that's a good amen in my opinion. Notice what it says in verse number 21. After he gave glory to God, he was fully convinced. Everybody say fully convinced. Are fully persuaded, watch this, that what God had promised, God was able to perform. And that's the place of living with expectancy, believing that when you come to that place where you're fully persuaded that what God has promised in His Word, that's why at MetroplexFamilyChurch.com, if you don't have a daily Bible reading plan, if you don't have a way to read through the Bible, if you don't have these scriptures that I'm talking about, we provide those things for you. However, you need to, as an athlete, prepare yourself and get yourself ready to fight the good fight of faith every single day. And when you empower and equip your own life, I'm telling you what, you'll have this ability as Abraham had in this situation to be fully persuaded that what God promised you, God is able to do. And when you get to a place of knowing that God is able to do something beyond your own control, I'm telling you what, things begin to turn around in your life. When you let the supernatural be above the natural, you find out the presence and the power and the provision of God is far greater than your ability to do things. I'm doing some pretty good preaching this morning, in my opinion. <laughs> I mean, really, I am. And the fact that I am encouraging you in the fact of not who you are, but whose you are, that you belong to God. You say, Pastor Brian, God's not really thinking about me. He doesn't have me on his mind. Yes, he does. Jeremiah 29, 11. Check this out. Check this out. You've got to be fully persuaded that God has a future for you, and that future is not failure. Hello now, that future is not failure. He didn't call you to die. He didn't call you to fail. He called you to live a life of purpose and destiny. Am I preaching to Metroplex Family Church? Do I need to go somewhere else today? Hello? Jeremiah 29, 11. Notice what it says here in Jeremiah 29, 11. Jeremiah 29, 11. Let me get over there and you get over there and look at the screen here. This is something we see every now and then. We see it on a promise, uh, a Christmas card. I mean, not a Christmas card or some kind of card or something. It's all good, but watch this in Jeremiah 29, 11. I'm going to bring something to your attention you maybe not have thought about recently. Look what it says here. And this is the Lord speaking. Everybody say the Lord speaking. Watch this. It says, for I know the thoughts that I think to you, says the Lord. And I, I just want to stop right there. Most people think God is thinking bad thoughts. I mean, Pastor Brian, he sees everything. He sees what I've been doing, and I know I shouldn't have been doing it. Hold on, hold on now. Watch this. He says, I know the thoughts that I think to you. Listen, God is the ultimate person in, in as far as deity that knows how to forget, forgive, and focus forward, okay? All these scriptures I'm reading to you about the Apostle Paul, about Abraham, about Jesus himself, all lie within the framework that God knows how to let the past go and move forward like no other person and no other deity. And you and I have got to do that. Thank God for good things that have happened in our past. We should celebrate those things. But moving forward, we've got to know that God, regardless of our failures, our frustrations, He says this about you and I. This is good news today. He says, notice, this is the thoughts that I think to you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Isn't that good news 
a future and a hope. Not just a future, but a hope in the future that the future will be better because I'm giving you a hope because I'm thinking good things towards you or good thoughts towards you. Isn't that awesome? God is thinking good things about you. That ought to be a smile on your face because religion is telling you he's out to get you. Let me tell you this. If God was out to get you, he'd already got you by now, okay? Hello now. (laughs) If God was out to destroy your life, which he's not, even though religion teaches that he is, if he was going to get you, he's already, we'd have got you by now. But notice, notice this as I close. It says this, I know the thoughts that I think to you towards, think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Watch these next verses. Verse number 12. It says this, and you will call upon me and go and pray to me and I will answer you. Verse number 13. Look at this powerful promise in verse 13. And you will seek me and find me. I love that. It says, not will you just seek me, but no, when you seek me, you'll find me. And when you search for me with what? All your what? All your heart. Abandoning these things that have tried to pull you back. When you search for me with all your heart. Remember verse 14 again. Uh, Verse 14, it says this. And I will be found by you, says the Lord. And I will bring you back from your captivity. Ladies and gentlemen, these are powerful promises. And I just want to close with this in Ephesians chapter 1. Concerning vision for 2023, you have got to forget. You've got to forgive. You've got to focus forward. And in order for you to see clearly the path that's before you, you've got to let these things go. And look what it says here in Ephesians chapter 1. I'm just going to add this to it. Ephesians chapter 1. This is the Apostle Paul praying. This is another prayer that I pray for you. But listen, even though Pastor Brian is praying these prayers for you, let's I want to. I want you. I'm going to close with this. I want to help you to develop a list of these prayers. I'm not going to do it for you, even though I can and I want to. I, I need for you to do this, and I'll explain just a minute as we close. Ephesians 1:16 says this. That's Apostle Paul talking about, I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Remember verse 17, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Notice verse 18. Now watch this, that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened, that you would have vision to see clearly what's before you as we go into 2023. I want to encourage you to do two things. Uh, you say this is a homework or this is application or this is assignment. I guess you'd call that. But two things, and I didn't write them out because I felt purposely that I'm asking you to do them because I can't do this for your own life. There are two things I want you to do concerning 2023. I want you to develop a list of I am's and a list of I can's. What do you mean by I am's? That means simply this. Like, for example, I am a child of God. I am filled with the Spirit of God. I do have the wisdom of God. Making a list of I am's, and then making a list of I, basically, I can. I can do all things through Jesus. And you need to just take a moment to list the I am's and those promises. Maybe there's three, maybe there's five, maybe there's ten. I promise you there's several thousand promises here, over 6,000. But get the ones right now of the I am so you can identify and have the identity of who you are in the Lord. Because when you change places and quit trying to be everything through you and say, I am a child of God and through him I can do these things, that changes the situation. And finally, on the second part of that list, the I cans. I can do this. I can do all things through Jesus Christ who strengthens me. I can accomplish this. I can do this. I can lose that weight. I can be self-disciplined. I can do these things. 
And when you, when you have the word I can instead of the word I can't, it changes everything. I just love people that the older they get, they're more, they're more rested in the fact that I am in the Lord and I can do these things. Just for me, you know, going to graduate school, I, you know, I was like, man, I've got two degrees. Do I really need this? But I, I just, I felt like there was something I was supposed to do. And so I'm doing it. And I can go to graduate school. I can make these grades. I can make this balance within the framework of my life. I can be this and I can be that. Not because of myself, but in the Lord. So I want to encourage you today. Listen, if you're not to a place where you're truly forgetting and forgiving, just, we want to pray right now. We're going to actually say some things out loud to get you focused forward. Because if you keep holding on to that past, you'll never be released to go forward. So let's all say this together. Say, Lord Jesus. Right now, I give you my past. I let go of the things behind me, and I focus on the things ahead of me. Forgive me of any area in my life that's dishonored you. From this moment forward, I give you everything in every single area. Lead me, guide me, direct me, and show me the pathway. Reveal to me what you want me to do. Reveal to me who I am in you. And reveal to me what I can do through you. In your mighty name, Lord Jesus, I commit these things. Amen. If you need help at doing this even better, you can contact me or let me know. Or we're here at MetroplexFamilyChurch.com. There are resources available. I'm serious about this. This is something really strong on my heart to ask you to do, to take the time to do. I know you're busy. You're going here. You're going there. You're doing this. You're doing that. But to take the time on your phone or your iPad or even a piece of paper. It sounds sort of old-fashioned today. A piece of paper or a notebook. Go buy you a notebook and just list those I am's. You said, Pastor Brian, you should have did all I could have. I could have listed you all the I am's. But really, I'm not supposed to. That's between you and the Lord. Maybe there's five verses of Scripture for 2023 that are on your heart like there are ones on my heart. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you. And then finally, what's that thing that you're supposed to be doing that the devil's told you that you can't do, but I'm telling you, you can do through the Lord. You said, Pastor Brian, I just can't stop worrying. Well, you know what? Maybe you need to take the I am Scriptures that I am not to worry and not to fear and I'm to live in peace. Those need to be the I am scriptures so that you don't worry. You know, Pastor Brian, what about this financially or what about that physically? Listen, I understand all those things. That's why we need help with one another. We offer resources here at Metroplex Family Church to help you. There's not a reason anybody in our church family should be going through financial hardships without the help of Mr. Anderson and Richard Moore and others that want to support you financially and helping you establish budgets and a ways of living instead of being oppressed by financial things. We don't live subject to the economy of this world. We're subject to the kingdom of God and His economy. That's the beautiful thing in my opinion. And that's the I am promises. And you know, maybe, maybe you're not happy with your body. Maybe there's some things you're completely dissatisfied with. I want you to know you can do what you're called to do. You can exercise. You can. Now, please, I don't want you to go out and join a gym and maybe you haven't done that in so many years. Maybe you need to go to a doctor and have a physical and some other things and work with your doctor. But you can do those things, okay? You can do those things. 
Maybe there's some things you're believing God with as far as your body, as far as healing. You say, I'm just to a point where I just never believe that this is going to be healed. Yes, you can. And yes, that will happen if you absolutely press towards Him. And I'm here to support you in that. 2023 can be your best year yet, in my opinion. But these things we've got to do in practice and be disciplined about them. And when we're disciplined about them, then we have something the world doesn't have. We have the presence and the power and the provision of God to help us get to that place of living long and living strong. As time moves on, I want to see sanitarians. As I was in that cemetery the other day, I was like, man, Lord, where are the people that's made it to 100? We need those people. Right now, I'm thankful to God when I look at situations and people making it in their 90s. And let's press forward to people to make it to 100, just like Gene's mom. You say, Pastor Brian, it's just a number. Well, I know it. And I know some people die prematurely and some people die at young ages. I understand all that. But for us that are living, for us that are alive right now, why not, keep, why not let's say, hey, I'm going to live long, I'm going to live strong, I'm going to live my best, and I'm going to live influencing others for Jesus Christ because that's me at my best.